You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take on. 
Listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. It simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, 
Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us mm. are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. Shemhotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi. Hotep family, hope you are well today. Hope you're going to have a good day today and you're going to get a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, and can do, and will do. And I hope the weather will be accommodating for you to do it. But to me, it sure ain't. <laughs> it's all east of the Mississippi, all the way down to South Florida. It is cold. 
man. Somebody said, well, it can't be, it can't be global warming if it's so damn cold. Uh, no. Yes, it is global warming. Yes, it is climate change. Climate change is about extremes. Continuous weather extremes. Stronger tornadoes, more of them, and hurricanes, and all other calamities. Extreme weather patterns, extreme heat for longer periods of time and drought. Extreme cold. Man. Well, I tell you, bud, I, you know, fighting fire. It's a firefight. I'd be like, damn. <laughs> Wait a minute. Don't put that fire out yet. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it'll get a little warm. Man. In fact, if it's a major fire, you probably want to get wet. Check this out. So your coat will be frozen and maybe inside of your, uh, you know, uh, your body is not wet, you know, and so you'll be kind of insulated. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, if it begins to thaw, then you, you get wet. And if you thaw and get wet and you're still on that coat, that's going to be miserable. Believe me. <laughs> this is African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, brothers and sisters, you just go to the archives. Time for an awakening. Dot com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. If you want to use a shortcut, you can go to your search engine. If it's Google, Firefox, you know, Internet Explorer, whatever it is, put in, or even Bibia Tumi, put in, uh, <clears throat> put in babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And there, once again, will be programs that are dated and titled. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening is this program every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And Time for an Awakening on Fridays at 8 p.m. and on Sundays at 7 p.m. This Sunday at 7 p.m., I know it's Christmas and I broadcast whatever any of their any of their holidays are. I'm broadcasting Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I don't give a damn what the day it is. You know, what Monday celebration or commemoration it is, flag day or some shit like that. I'm broadcasting. But anyway, this Sunday would be a tribute to Dr. William Rogers. William Rogers had a program on the program. Uh, had a program on this network, you know, <clears throat> the Black Reality Think Tank. He also had other programs. Yeah, the Sankofa Elders Council. Yeah, and some others. And so, Doc Rogers, he made his transition a couple weeks ago. And um, we're going to honor him this Sunday on this network on Time for an Awakening at 7 p.m. 7 p.m. this Sunday, family. Time for an Awakening. Yeah. Uh, we Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for America African-owned businesses. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, webuyblack.com. When you're considering uh, buying something online, go to webuyblack.com. Make a few purchases for the holidays for the people. It, 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 it's literally a damn shame if we spend all this money <clears throat> with these Caucasians, and I know 
in the holiday season. It is theirs, not ours. But still, we spend all this money with them and not spend no money with us. Shame on us. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses, wherever they are. <laughs> Africa for the Africans, Brother Bomani Tahimba, he's leaving tomorrow, the 24th, for Ghana. And uh, from the 24th to January 5th, 2023, he's leaving. And so um, when he gets back, we'll talk to Brother Bomani again, just like we did when he came back from Tanzania last month. And then when he comes back, he's going to get ready for another one, March 30th to April 10th to Senegal and Gambia. Then May 24th to June 5th, 2023, Ghana. And then July 20th through July 30th, Rwanda. Then November 16th to November 27th, 2023, Tanzania. November 16th through the 27th, Tanzania. And then December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Azinia. And then March 29th to April 9th, 2024, Liberia. Brothers and sisters, go to the website, africafortheafricans.org. Everything you need is on the website. If you don't go on one of his trips, but you're planning to go to Africa somewhere, somewhere soon, go to the website. Everything you need, all the information that you need is on the website to help you make a trip of a lifetime. Information concerning visas, information concerning shots and so forth. Everything's on the website. And if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Africa for the African.org. Aha. Habasha. Habashaw Incorporated, Habashaw uh, stands for Helping Africans by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. And of course, the work they do here in the Atlanta area with Habashaw Works, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and the Urban Green Jobs, and you know, a lot of self-sustaining agriculture work. And of course, the Kashi Project that has been unveiled already in Ghana. Go on the website to habashawincorporated.org and look at the beautiful pictures from the Kashi Project and how that, when they had an opening uh, back in October. So, whew. the Ledge Group. The Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. The Ledge Group family, Land for the Environmental Development of group economics. They deal in the four areas of human existence that are necessary for human existence, that are vital to human existence, that are essential for human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 programs in, on the continent with, in six different countries, over 170 employed and over 260 members. That's the Ledge Group. In fact, if you are a member of the Ledge Group, you can buy land in Tanzania. $250 an acre. You can buy land in Tanzania. Brothers and sisters, check out the Ledge Group. .com. That's right. The Ledge Group. .com. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Abibi Yatumi. Abibi Yatumi. 
A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com, Abibiatumi.com in the community, and they have all kinds of things. Go to the Ledge Group, excuse me, go to Abibiatumi.com for their news feeds, shopping, groups, memberships, all those things. You know, uh, I admit that sometimes the screen freezes up on me, and then they say, uh, page is unresponsive, then you want to put weight, and then you do that, and then, then bam, see, just like that, now the screen is available for me. Yeah, I love it. Brothers and sisters, go to Abibiatumi, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I dot com, Abibiatumi.com. Smile Pharmacy. Smile Pharmacy, they have some holiday specials to help boost your immune system, all those good things. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril at 731-327-6229. That's 731 731- Three two seven six two two nine Smy Pharmacy S M A I F A R M A C Y. If you want to contact him by email, you make drop him an email at S M A I F A R M A C Y Smy Pharmacy at Gmail dot com. Brothers and sisters, you know the New Year is coming up, and everybody makes these resolutions and these promises and all this kind of stuff. But if you want to really do something serious, give the brother a call. He'll help write out. Uh, a health program for you for the new year. Maybe you want to get off some of those drugs, those prescription drugs, and be more holistic. Give them a call at Smy Pharmacy. Brother Moses West, the Moses West Foundation.org. Brother, the Moses West Foundation.org helps with water machines, atmospheric water generators, AWG. The atmospheric water generators. They put the machine, turn it on. It brings in the water molecules that are already in the air. Go through a filtering process, purification process. Open the tap. Out comes drinkable, usable water. Clean water. They have one right now in Jackson, Mississippi. He's going to build more. Talk to Apollo. And just some exciting things happening. Uh, I'll be talking to Apollo. In fact, uh, Moses West is going to be in the in the Atlanta area, and I can't wait to be right there. And he's getting an award and so forth. So we, you know, it's something that of all the things that I'm saying for you to be a part of or you to donate to, you know, make a contribution to. This is one that I, um, you know. Seriously, wish you would, but all of them, because everybody needs to be supported. If you can find ways to, you know, to be divvy up a little bit here, a little bit there, then that's cool too. Because I'm quite sure for them, every bit, whatever that amount, because I know the Barudis always send me a thank you. You know, some some do, some don't. You know, Wisconsin Black Historical Society, they do too. But I I go to many of them, and of course I get I I, I donate to. Brother Moses West and his foundation on an ongoing basis. You know, if you can, do it. If you can't, we understand. But so many things are necessary and needed. The Moses West Foundation dot org. The, Jack, the Jackson, Mississippi Water Rescue. Mm-hmm. Wadada's. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End Last uh, yesterday we had a celebration, a homegoing celebration for Brother Akbar Imhotep. Brother Akbar Imhotep was a 
poet, storyteller, puppeteer, multidimensional, multifaceted. Man, he was beautiful. Good brother. I met him a few years ago, right before the, the pandemic. Uh, we were planning for Kwanzaa. And, uh, you know, very serious minded brother, you know, organized. I loved it. Unfortunately, he fell ill. And I uh, never heard him perform or anything, but I always felt the spirit. He reminded me of my good friend who knew, and they, and he knew, because when he found out I was from Milwaukee, he said, do you know uh, Brother Tate Jumala Olaboni? Of course, everybody know Tate Ju. you know? I've been a friend of Tate Ju's for 60 years, you know? So I was a little boy when I've known Tate Ju. In fact, my brother and his younger brother hung out together, but I hung out with Tate Ju. That's right, he allowed me to hang out with him. Many times and became good friends and yeah, Tate Jumala Olaboni. And so uh, Brother Akbar Imhotep was, you know, done well. I mean, beautiful tributes from across the city of Atlanta and some of the things that he's done. Yeah. So um, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End and right across the street from the uh, Soul Vegetarian, up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna. And of course, the Shrine has some um, holiday hours where they're going to be open. I believe they're going to even have a uh, Kwanzaa. I believe the Shrine is going to have a Kwanzaa open, and I'll let you know about that. Because one of the things that uh, Akbar Muhammad did establish a Kwanzaa, that's right, a KwanzaaAssociation.org. Brothers and sisters, go to KwanzaaAssociation.org. Now, let me say this. Uh, they asked that if, if, you know, we want this to be a ability to, for you, like say for instance, you are going to travel to Philly, you know, and so find out where all the Kwanzaa are happening in Philly, you know. It'll be right there for you on the Kwanzaa Association page. They'll tell you what's Kwanzaa's happening in Philly, what Kwanzaa's are happening in New York, Detroit, Milwaukee, just not just Atlanta, not just all in the surrounding areas. And we're going to get to that one day soon. <laughs> it's not up there now, but you can go to KwanzaaAssociation.org, KwanzaaAssociation.org. And so for the Kwanzaa's that are happening in the Atlanta area, you know, and let uh, me go back to this and I'll go back to that. <laughs> all right. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall, brothers and sisters, for Kwanzaa, why don't you go to the Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall and buy some books for your children, for Kwanzaa gifts, for Zawadi, for Zawadi. Buy, buy them a book. I know they're going to get plenty of toys, a thousand, so forth. Buy them a book. Buy them something to read. Because that's what Zawadi uh, gifts in, uh, during Kwanzaa are practical. You know, they're handmade. They're, they're historical. They're books. I mean, all kind of good stuff like that. Okay? All right. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Give Mama Nia a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263. The Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar in Lithonia. I talked to Gazimdi, Brother Gazimdi Ajamu earlier. And of course, um, Baba Baruti will have a Kwanzaa presentation, actually not a Kwanzaa presentation. It is a, it is a uh, Jegna presentation. You know, rites of passage programs, developing positive, good rites of passage programs. That's going to be on the thirty first from four to seven. 
in the afternoon at the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar, 6984 Main Street in Lithonia. Brother, give Brother Gazimdi a call at four, excuse me, at 770-305-6373. That's 770-305-6373. Brothers and sisters, there is light in the Black Dot. And of course, the new Black Wall Street Market, that's also east of I-20, uh, Turner Hill Road, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. And you exit the highway, turn right, and now you're on Turner Hill Road. Three lights, and turn and make another right. And on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. I'm doing a Kwanzaa presentation on the 30th. I'm doing a Kwanzaa presentation on the 30th of Nia, explaining what is our purpose? What is our purpose? Us lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people had their Thursday night broadcast last night on blog talk radio. That's blog talk radio.com forward slash U L U us lifting us. But if you want to call and it's from nine to 10 every Thursday night from nine to 10, you can, you can call to listen or you can give questions, comments or concerns by dialing nine two nine four seven seven two seven eight nine. That's nine two nine. Four seven seven two seven eight nine. Us lifting, lifting us to economic development cooperative for our people. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abijah, and I listened to a commercial. He's out of out of town, but it's open from Tuesday through Sunday, eleven a.m. to eight p.m. in Macon at twenty nine ten Napier Avenue in Macon, Georgia. Give Brother Abijah a call at four seven eight. Two five six one one six six. That's four seven eight two five six one one six six. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop. They have everything. Believe me, they even have a vegan restaurant. Yeah, furniture, clothing, gifts, CDs, DVDs. You name it. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense. Your one stop natural shop located forty one forty Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. It's inside the international. Inside International Discount Mall, booth 225. Give my sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. Sun got a sense. Your one-stop natural shop. And of course, my sister, Sister Gabby at um, Sanjay Dash Haiti. She's doing outstanding work in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Because, you know, after that earthquake, which is now about 20 years ago, the devastation. No, was it 20 years or was it 2010? Let me do the research. <laughs> uh, you know, they, they don't have, you know, safety nets. They don't have government programs that can help out. They're relying on us to help those young people, those children with education, health care, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Go to her website at Sanjay. S O N J E dash Haiti A Y I T I dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. So, brothers and sisters, I'm almost done with this, and then we're going to get to our, our guests and talk about Kwanzaa. That's right, yeah, we're going to talk about Kwanzaa. I know I've done, talked about, you know, you talk about Christmas and how it ain't. About nothing, but <laughs> but I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do that. And of course, Baba Baruti, as I said, he he's going to uh, 
on the 31st, next week, Saturday, on the 31st, he's going to have a, a Fundamental Rights of Passage program discussion at the Black Dot, at the Black Dot, 6984 Main Street in Lithonia. And uh, it's uh, $10 per person. And here's how you can access it, because you can access it also through um, Zoom. So $10 per person for registration. You can use PayPal. Just go to go to PayPal and put in Yah Baruti at Yahoo. Or you can use Cash App at Cash App. Put in the dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, and Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I. And, of course, uh, put the pertinent information you know, rights, rights fundamentals, your name, and an email address where they can send the streaming link to. So you can be a part of that on the 31st. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So we're going to read the Enye Sesim. We're going to read three days of it, and then we're going to uh, get our guests in and our discussion is about Kwanzaa. Like I said, I, I would do um, a um, a discussion about Christmas and a more a more historical discussion about Christmas, but yeah, <laughs> you know, number one, I know the brothers and sisters who listen to this program are already hip, you know, and 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 the ones that don't, they don't want to hear it, okay. They don't, they don't want to hear it. December 22nd, there's nothing more dangerous and destructive in a household than a frustrated, oppressed African man. Nathan McCall, Brother Nathan McCall's book, makes you want to holler. Show do. Warriors need rest. We need regular and complete psychological and physical breaks from the battle line. Our spirits, minds, and bodies require quality, peaceful time, and safe demilitarized zones in order for us to continue operating optimally as African warrior scholars on the battlefield. Sound rest allows us to remain balanced while fending off the relentless assault against our humanity. Balance is critical for our maintenance of ma'at, and at the root, ma'at is what makes us African. And our Zell warriors often forget this. We often forget that work requires rest. Work and rest are complements. They move us one. They move us as one. If we somehow forget this, sooner or later the imbalance will affect us. It will cause us to to be unable to rest, even though we force ourselves to take days off isolate ourselves from the community, unthinkingly vent at family members, almost always feeling overwhelmed and are unable to stop even when we can't feel the extremes of fatigue. Battling without rest, regardless of how long the road ahead or how desperate the situation is, is a linear approach to war. We have logically adopted it because of the ongoing pressing demands of a looming genocide. But Africans should fight like we have always done. Everything in cycles, not dead in lines. We must not choose our enemies, but we must choose when and how 
we will deal with them. Affirm, I make the time for rest. Affirm, I make the time for rest. December 23rd, like a new earth rise, let another world be born. Let a bloody peace be written in the sky. Let a second generation full of courage issue forth. Let a people loving freedom come grow, come to grow. Let a people loving freedom come to grow. Margaret Walker. Conscious Africans understand the war is not about bringing destruction as with Europeans. For us, it is, it is about returning order. It is about the restoration of balance, which produces harmony. We must bring peace by disarming, by disarming the disruptors. But because we have learned war through the eyes of the destroyers, we do not conceive of social reality in terms of a framework of ma'at. We neither conceive of war as healing action nor recognize a warrior as being a healer. In fact, we, unlike our ancestors, see warriors and healers as diametrically opposed mentalities. We have allowed the connection between being a man of God and a man of war to be severed in our thinking. We have forgotten that our traditional priests led the army because we blindly and patriotically see the Europeans' priorities as ours. And, and we become oblivious to the fact that Europeans not only pray for victory at their inception and, of course, doing hostilities, but they also generally pray for war. Because we buy their propaganda, we do not see that they have never separated church and state. Like all other peoples of the world, we too must work to restore order to the African world. And if this requires bringing a bloody peace, then we must become courageous enough to bring a warrior spirit to bear on that choice. Affirm, I recognize that righteous war brings a ordered peace. Affirm, I recognize that righteous war brings a ordered peace. December 24th. Africa is our center of gravity, our cultural and spiritual mother and father, our beating heart, no matter where we live on the face of this earth. The Honorable Nana, Dr. John Henry Clark. Bearings let individuals know their location. They point to where one has come from and if the same course is kept or altered, where we will, where one will, in all probability, end. Therefore, with respect to being African, to get one's bearings means to achieve a sense of balance and under, in, in standing up straight, as well as knowing the direction from which one has come, is now facing and should go. Again, as people intend on being African, correct bearings tell us who we were explains the mistakes that changed us into what we have become and point us in the direction which we will best move us forward a revolutionary transformation. 
Knowing our story is the key to locating this empowering, re-Africanizing, nation-building force within us. It means knowing our mistakes, correctives, and accomplishments, especially in relationship to others we have encountered along our journey. And knowing it from our uncontaminated, undiluted center, knowing our truth gives us power in bearing base on an African-centered hindsight, our past, insight, our present, and foresight, our future. Affirm, I know where I am and should be. Affirm, I know where I am and where I should be. The Inye Sasim family. The Inye Sasim of daily revolutionary thought. Yeah. Inye Sasim. I'm looking for my good brother, Brother Bashir and Shawi. And don't see him up on the queue yet. So we'll we'll talk a minute. Hopefully he, he will join us very soon. And uh Yeah. I'm talking today about Kwanzaa and of course the importance of Kwanzaa. And as I said, we have the Kwanzaa Association dot dot org where you can go to find out where Kwanzas are happening. You know, in your in your city, um, on the twenty sixth, a few days from now, will be the first day of Kwanzaa, Umoja, and that's going to be at the at the uh, art exchange. At the art exchange with where my good brother, brother Kenneth Zaki, does his thing. So we're gonna have Kwanzaa on the opening, and of course. Some tribute to um, Akbar Imhotep, and uh, so that's going to be a great event. On that's three p.m. to seven p.m. Three p.m. to seven p.m. on that Monday, the twenty-six, and then um, there's a Kwanzaa happening, and that's at the Westview Makers. I'm Ralph David Abernathy, 1554, Ralph David Abernathy. And they're doing Kwanzaa seven days. Seven days of Kwanzaa, right on. Right here in Atlanta, seven days of Kwanzaa. You know, reminds me of the that seven days of Kwanzaa that we have in Milwaukee. I'm not sure how they're doing it this year. I know they will uh, go back and forth between the Wisconsin Black Historical Society and Brother Claiborne Benson and then to the African American Women's Center, Sister <coughs> Josephine Hill. So Umoja would be there, and on the final day of, of uh, Imani, and the Imani uh, and in the Imani Kamaruye <coughs> Imani, <laughs> the Kamaruye Imani on that day, the Feast of Faith, and so they will have food there on that day. So yeah, yeah it's back in Milwaukee, and of course uh, for the happenings. At the uh, Westview Makers for Kwanzaa, you know, and pretty much the uh, on the twenty sixth to the thirtieth, 
the time is going to be 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then on the 31st, uh, 1 through 7, 1 p.m. to 7 p.m. And I'm not sure if they're having anything on the seventh day, Imani. But there is no cost, of course. Very seldom is there any cost for Kwanzaa celebrations. Yeah. Went on the 28th at the First African Church. And um, that's on the 28th. First African. And First African is in Lithonia, Salem Road. So there's a good one. Also, too, on the 28th, which is, um, well, on the 27th, which is Kujitagalia, the ASCAC and WADU, the Worldwide African Diasporic Union, will hold Kwanzaa at the beloved community church, Brother Slaughter, at his church. That'll be on that day. It's not It's not here in the list of the uh, Kwanzaa associations, but I can find that. That's right, Brother Oshi can find that for us. You know, because why? Because my good sister and brother, Brother, brother Tut and Sister Reba, Sister Reba Kelsey, beautiful sister. If you had a chance to know her, you'd be like, yeah, Brother Oshi, you're right. She is a beautiful sister. Yep. And so here is the flag for that one. That celebrates with uh, ASCAC and Wadu. Kujichagalia, Tuesday, December 27th at 6.30 at the Beloved Community Church. Okay, the Beloved Community Church is 1113 Ira Street, southwest in Atlanta. Yep, so I'll be there for that. Yeah. So, listen to the Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa with them. Once again, let me give you that time. 6.30. 6.30. And in fact, let me give you a little bit of the agenda. A bit of the agenda. Yeah. Sister Reba and her father, man, he's a beautiful man. He's 90, I think he said he's 96 now. Mo Reba. Mo Reba Kelsey. Dr. Kelsey. His lovely wife and all the many brothers and sisters, you know, that that, that help out with the Kwanzaa. And uh, so the 27th, 6.30, well, about 9 o'clock at the beloved community. We have a drum call, libation. And they got me down for doing libation. Appreciate it. We're welcome by Sister Reba and Brother Tut. Lift every voice and sing, the community. You kind of start that out too. <laughs> and uh, it's a community group. And uh, remember Mama Kena, the Queen Mother of Kwanzaa from out in Oakland area. I usually have um, Sister Akina. I saw her yesterday. She wasn't able to be here today, but it was great to see her. Always good to, to see Akina. She's a beautiful sister. And uh, okay, Mama Makena remembered. And uh, drum performances, they're going to honor, of course, Brother Akbar Imhotep. And entertainment words from the African Senate organizations, explanation of Kwanzaa symbols, candle lighting, and of course the unity circle and our Harambe's, our seven Harambe's. 
And of course, we did our seven Harambe's. We did our seven Harambe's, you know. So. Yeah, I tell you, I love Kwanzaa. I really do. I really do. I, I, I fell in love with Kwanzaa back in the in the um, 70s, you know, um, I got on the job and and then in the 80s started really doing it because we started having community Kwanzaa's because back in the 70s we had Kwanzaa uh, over people's homes, you know. Those are great Kwanzaa's though. They were, uh, if, you, if you had a chance to experience those little small intimate Kwanzaa's with people's homes, that was really great, you know. In fact, uh, what you call is having another Kwanzaa the uh, one of the places in the homes I came for Kwanzaa was here, you know. And and um, was it was here in 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 Atlanta, in the Kenyamas, you know, Baba Kenyama and his wife Tamu, beautiful people, and uh, so they're having another Kwanzaa, but it's it's in a community center having another Kwanzaa, so that Kwanzaa is not at his home, you know, but it's going to be in the community. It's going to be great. I know it will be. You know, in fact, uh, as we go along with this conversation, tell me where you're going to be celebrating Kwanzaa at and what's happening, you know, in your neck of the woods, you know. Yeah. Because I know that uh, Baba Tamu, Mama Tamu, rather, Baba, uh, Baba Kima, they're just beautiful people, man, and they're gonna have a nice. Uh, I got the information right here. Okay. Ah, oh, my brother, brother Mchawi. Good afternoon. Indeed. What's, good. Good morning, my friend. Yes, sir. We're on. How you doing? I'm good. Baragani. Ah, well, if this was the 26th, I'd be saying Yomoja Baragani. <laughs> indeed. That's indeed, right. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Kwanzaa, man. I, I really appreciate uh, you coming on for the last, what, five years now? Four or five That's, years. Yeah. Yeah. It's been something like that. Yeah, it has. So. And I, I enjoy it each, each time, man. Uh, you, were, you, were, of course, were on the ground floor of the organizing of Kwanzaa, although most of the credit is given from the people out west. And, 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 uh, and we also, too, would talk about Mama Akena, the sister out of Oakland, uh, I, uh, I was just saying on right before you joined us that um, our, our good sister uh, Akina, she won't be able to join us because she had, you know, firsthand knowledge of Mama Akina and the work that she did with spreading mm-hmm. Kwanzaa. Because she she went she went to Africa and started spreading Kwanzaa. So you know, so I, I kind of give it. I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think that it's important that we recognize. You know, so many of the foundational people who have contributed so much to what Kwanzaa has become. I agree. And I, I think a problem that we have is that, uh, you know, the proper credit is not given to these Kwanzaa pioneers, some of whom now are ancestors. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, you were telling me you were at a uh, memorial yesterday for a brother who was doing, you know, great work in, in yes. the Atlanta area. Yes. You know he's 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 considered Mr. Kwanzaa, you know mm-hmm. brother brother Akbar, 
Imhotep, Brother Akbar Imhotep, made his transition. In fact, that's where I met him. I met him at a Kwanzaa uh, meeting to organize for the upcoming Kwanzaa season here in Atlanta. And uh, when we finally had it going on, he unfortunately fell ill, you know, because he's a storyteller, mm. puppeteer, and so forth. I mean, he's a multi-talented individual, but a good organizer, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, But I talked with him, you know, a little after that, you know, got to know him, and he's a, just a beautiful man, good spirit. In fact, from yesterday's homegoing service, you know, just glowing remarks as always, you know, but everybody had to admit that this brother was on, you know, and truly will be missed, especially as an organizer. But they have um, a uh, Atlanta, it's uh, the Kwanzaa Association, and they want to make it national. You know, that's just mm-hmm. not just, so by, if you have Kwanzaa, let's say, you, you know, uh, you have a, a like say for instance you click on on, on Kwanzaa Association you know dot org and you click on New York then all the Kwanzas that are happening in New York the city Buffalo wherever you know if they, if they all come to do that that would be great so say for instance I do come to New York and, and around the holiday time I know where I can participate with a Kwanzaa celebration you know definitely because that information definitely. would that information would be there because. To yeah. me, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa is is special. Kwanzaa is seriously special because we need Kwanzaa. Because Kwanzaa helps us understand who we are and what we have done and what we still must do. Kwanzaa mm-hmm. gives us historical information. Kwanzaa helps us sometimes for some of our people. It might be the only time they dress up, you know, in African clothes. It might be the only time they say African words, but that's just a spark. And hopefully they continue on to that because Kwanzaa is not just from January, uh, excuse me, December 26th to January 1st. Kwanzaa is every day. And those principles and all the things should be instilled in your everyday life. You know? No question. Yeah. You know, no question at all. You know, the Nguza Saba, the seven principles are things that we need to live by. And I think, you know, sometimes you know, even folks who celebrate Kwanzaa, they fall short yeah. in regards to going ahead and living by the principles that they enunciate every December 26th to January 1st. Yeah. You know, and I think that's that that's an issue, you know. And, yeah, and again, if, even if we look historically, I mean, you know, if we look at, at uh, Dr. Maulana Karenga, you know, the first principle is Umoja, and you understand the... I, it's just a period in which there was just this great divide mm. between two important elements of our community right. in terms of the conflict that had been uh, really uh, motivated, you know, stimulated by COINTELPRO, yes. you know, that particular right. program in regards mm-hmm. to the counterintelligence program, program that right. has been used historically to keep us divided as a people but in uh, on the west coast you know as you know i mean there was a conflict that led to the deaths of a number of people right and back at that particular time you know after you know some of this conflict you know i remember very clearly that people in in the black panther party especially the west coast mm-hmm. you know they would talk about uh people who were embracing Africa and Africanists, they will call them pork chop nationalists. 
<laughs> okay. And that divide, you know, yeah. that particular risk continued for quite a while. Now, in on the East Coast, you know, we were fortunate in that we've had people who were either in the Black Panther Party or, you know, some of its outgrowth, the Black Liberation Army, who embraced Africa, who took African names mm-hmm. and who understood the nature of the struggle. But yeah. for the most part, that wasn't true on the West Coast. Well, so that's... if you look at the lead, you know, you look at the leadership of, uh, you know, the West Coast Panthers and you got Huey Newton and Bobby Seale and, um, you know, some of the sisters all who, who kept the European names on, on the East Coast. We had Asada Shakur, Sekou Afeni Shakur, and it was a different kind of relationship. Right, different kind because, of vibe. Because, for instance, we as revolutionary nationalists in the East organization. In, the in, East. You know, coming out of Brooklyn. Yeah, the East. And, of course, the Congress of African People. Yeah, you know, Mary Baraka in Newark. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, and, and uh, Haki Madabudi in Chicago. Uh, Chicago mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, some of the leaders in some of the major cities, you know, cities like Houston. You know, it was you know, essentially out of the Congress of African people that we begin to understand that there were large numbers of black people in Texas. Mm, okay. You know, other than, other than uh, uh, listening to some popular music, you know, when we had uh, the song Tighten Up. Yeah, Mill, <laughs> Archie Bell and the Drells, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're talking about, you know, we from Houston, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know, the idea that African people are literally all over the country. That's right. In large numbers, mm-hmm. you know, is something that comes to us through organizing uh, uh, around politics and culture. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna, you know, uh, in honor of Brother Akbar M. Hotep, going to try my best to help get that website to be a national mm-hmm. Kwanzaa website. So if you look at the website and you see a state, you know, you're going to go to a state, or you're in a state. You know, here's the Kwanzas in Montgomery, Alabama, Birmingham, Alabama, yeah. and so forth. Organize it like Man, that so let you know, you know, because number one, once again, I'm saying, as far as I'm concerned, Kwanzaa is not about the celebration between December 26th and January 1st. Kwanzaa is about instilling the principles in our everyday lives as African people for unity self-determination, collective work and responsibility, cooperative economics, purpose, creativity, and faith. Put in those principles in our everyday lives, how vitally important it is, you know? So, because it's supposed to be that transformative energy that we get from Kwanzaa, you know? So, I mean, I know there's some good Kwanzaa's that are happening here in the Atlanta area. I just mentioned it before you came on. Um, you know, I'm involved. In fact, I'm going to be doing one on in uh, on the 30th at the New Black Wall Street Market. We have a New Black Wall Street Market here in the Atlanta area in Stonecrest. It's, mm-hmm. it's an old, uh, not an old, but it's a uh, Target store that went that that that, uh, that didn't work. So we're taking. They got the Target store and they they quartered it off. It looks really good, man. It's you know, unfortunately for me, I'm just going to keep it real. I wish they would have completed it. I wish they would have completed the whole thing with all the stores, all the grocery stores and so forth. Because, see, now it's kind of like there's a lot of stores. In fact, since it opened, there's some stores that didn't make it. Because why? Because we didn't practice Ujamaa. Mm-hmm. 
we didn't practice in mm-hmm. Jamaica, you know. And so um, I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate to be able to do this presentation on Nia on the on the thirtieth at okay. the New Black Wall Street Market. But the thing is this, uh, brother Inchawi, and I've always appreciate you, man. I know you have been organizing for a long time in the New York area. You mentioned the, you know, the East and and my good brother G two Wausi, man. What a good man, man, brother G two. Yeah, you know. In fact, uh, I was honored to be with them cats, man. When G two, of course, was with the National Black United Front, so I had two mm-hmm. two giants, man. G two Wausi and Conrad World, man. <laughs> then, yeah, yeah. Two two wonderful, wonderful, you know, brothers who are yeah. now ancestors. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's interesting. Uh, you know, brother Conrad. You know, I, I was, you know, I would talk to him uh, up until the time of his transition. Because one of the things we were working on in New York is we were working on uh, getting the government, the city government, to go ahead and uh, recognize G2AUC. So, you know, there are a series of streets, what mm-hmm. they call co-naming. Okay. You have a street, you know, in New York, we've got Malcolm X Boulevard, Marcus mm-hmm. Garvey Boulevard, Harriet Tubman Boulevard. You know, we've got you know, numbers of places. And, and uh, well, since that time, mm-hmm. you know, there have been uh, numbers of other, you know, we have a, a square named for uh, Dr. Yosef Ben-Yakanen. We've uh, got you know, something named for, Elam- mm-hmm. you know, we got something named for Brother Elambe Brath. You know, we, 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 we've, we've done some, some good work. work. But, yeah. when we, yeah, but when we attempted to try to get something done for G2, mm-hmm. there was all of this opposition. Now, the opposition was based on a false notion that G2 had been engaged in some anti-Semitic activity back in 1968 during the struggle for community control. Mm. And, you know, it is essentially wrong because one of the things that happened back in 1968 to show you how devious the enemy is, Mm -hmm. the then majority Jewish United Federation of Teachers went ahead and developed anti-Semitic literature themselves, put the names of the people mm. organizing for community control mm-hmm. on it, and <laughs> distributed it around the city. <laughs> them Jews, man. Them European Jews. <laughs> them European Jews, you know, man. I swear. Uh, they did you know, this, man. So they, <laughs> so they, they did, did that to try to make this an issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, at that particular time, you know, back in 1968. And then G2 uh, went on the radio, WBAI, you know, the, the radio station, part of the Pacifica Network, where I, I do my program, Education at the Crossroads. Mm-hmm. My program was on last night. And Brother Julius Lester, who was uh, a, a longtime member of the Nonviolent Coordination. Right, I remember Julius Lester. He put a number of books. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and his book, Black Folk Tales, is something that I used to use with my children. Okay. Wonderful, wonderful stories, you know, iterations mm-hmm. of stories like Hi, John the Conqueror and, okay. and many other stories. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, wonderful book and a wonderful resource for our young people, for children. Uh-huh. Anyway, Julius was there, and Jitu had bought a poem written by a junior high school student in the district in Brooklyn, the Ocean Hill-Brownsville district. And he was reading some of the poem, or, or Julius was looking at the poem, and he told G2, well, G2, you have to read this poem on the air. And G2 said, man, are you crazy? I can't read this poem on the air. 
And Julius went ahead and convinced him to read it. And there's a line in the poem that says, hey, Jew boy, with your yarmulke on your head, hey, Jew boy, I wish you were dead. Mm. And then goes and talks. This was written by a 13-year-old sister who, as mm. a matter of fact, I believe lives in the Atlanta area right now. Okay. Okay? Wow. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she had written this poem, and then after that line, she had looked at all of the discrepancies in the educational system for our people mm-hmm. as opposed to, yes. you know, the majority white community at that time. G2 read that poem, and from that time, 1968, until his transition, whenever it was time for him to go ahead and get a position that he deserved, the Jews would bring up anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. he had helped David Dinkins uh, be elected as the first black mayor in New York City. Uh, you know, was was uh, essential to uh, that particular campaign. And G2 thought that he was going to go ahead and get something in the Dinkins administration. Mm-hmm. And when the time came... The Jews went to Dinkins and and put their foot down. Said no. Yeah. Wow, what it shows you what power that the European Jews have. You know, I did a program. Yeah. Uh, title of the program is what the title of the program was because I said so. You mm-hmm. know, because I said so. It's just like European Jews. I'm Jewish because I said so. It's anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. I ain't Semitic really, so it can't be anti-Semitic. But because I said so, it's anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, you know, and, you know, the idea even of, uh, you know, recently in, in, in Israel, you know, Netanyahu, the mm-hmm. criminal and crook. Yep. He's back and going to be yeah. prime minister again, again. again. Yeah. I was like, they have Damn. this, you know, they have this, this history in Israel of, of mm-hmm. getting like the lowest of the low, the criminal element to be the prime minister. Yeah. You know, Ariel Sharon oh, was a man. war criminal. Oh, man. He was a hawk. Ariel he was Sharon. a war criminal. Yeah. You know, he was responsible for a massacre in, in refugee camps, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. you know, he, you but know, that's he, their history, he was though. out of power for a while, yeah. and then he came back again. Yeah, but that's know? their history, though. You know, David Ben-Gurion, all of them, all those Jews, yeah. all those European yeah. Jews. Yeah. Terrorists. Mm-hmm. And They're terrorists. Whatever. Listen, it, it, it's amazing. All right. So anyway, uh, you know, one of the things is, well, uh, as you, you kind of implied, you know, when you talk about the European Jews, you know, I, I was in Ethiopia in 2018 into 2019. As a matter of fact, it was interesting because I had an opportunity. We were there during Kwanzaa and had an opportunity to uh, have a Kwanzaa ceremony in Ethiopia. Mm. Beautiful. So, you know, one of the things, you know, people, well, it's, it's not African, and, you know, and, and as you said, you know, there are people who have taken Kwanzaa literally around the world. Yes. Wherever African people are and have gone ahead, uh, organized around it, done Kwanzaa ceremonies around it, you know, it's there. But my point in terms of Ethiopia is you have an Ethiopian Jewish community mm-hmm. that has been Jewish since the days of Solomon. Mm-hmm. Okay? You know, his... Solomon and Makeda's son, Menelik I, you know, is genetic proof of that particular connection. Mm-hmm. That's right. And it goes back that far. But of course, when, when Ethiopians, Ethiopian Jews 
came to Israel. They got treated like shit. But not only that, brother, you had European rabbis who had not been Jewish as long as the Ethiopians attempting to try to say whether the Ethiopians were really Jewish. Hmm. Once again, it's because I said so. Mm-hmm. You know, it's because I said bizarre, so. very. You know, and and, and um, a friend of mine, uh, I was on the phone with her, <clears throat> and uh, she had just got back from Israel. She works uh, in in state federal government. She works for Congresswoman Gwen Moore out of Wisconsin, and uh, mm-hmm. she, so she went to Israel, and she went to Demona. You know, brother Ben mm-hmm. Amin, brother Ben Amin's community in mm-hmm. Demona. You know, and, and 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 how and how they're treated. You know, the reality yeah. is is that, you know, it, you know, just like Dr. Bobby Wright says, this is a, this this defies all laws of probability. Wherever they are and we are, they're in a position of dominance and control, and we're in a subservient position. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't, and yeah. it doesn't matter if if they're a, 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 a numerical minority or American. A numerical majority, it doesn't matter. They're going to be uh-huh. in control. Because they've never yeah. been a numerical yeah. mi- majority in South Africa. And they're still yeah. in control today. You know? But anyway, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to take a break, uh, Baba Nchawi. And we come back from the break. We got a lot of people uh, want to talk about Kwanzaa. So a lot of people in the queue. Uh-huh. So brothers and sisters, if you're in the queue, you just hit star twice. Or if you want to give a call once again, it's at 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832. Brothers and sisters, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie on Time for an Awakening Media part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Happy Kwanzaa. 
of time, we make a mental list of all the things our freedom consists of. We share the purpose, our freedom must unite for it. Determine for ourselves what we choose to live or die for. We have faith, the creative mind. It comes to us through our ancestral bloodline. Collective work responsibility for our global economics and political destiny. I want to say that I'm an African. I celebrate Kwanzaa because I'm an African. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Well, welcome back, brothers and sisters. I apologize for the little technical difficulties that we're experiencing, <laughs> but we got through it. Uh, that's uh, Teddy Pendergrass, Happy Kwanzaa, and uh, Kwame Cobb and his beautiful wife with a beautiful voice. Sister Shavin Duke out of Chicago with the seven principles. Uh, reason why they're not clear because I had to get them off of YouTube. So you can go to YouTube and put that information in and you can get some Kwanzaa. But I mean, maybe there might be a, because you know, the seven principles CD was out and it still may be out there somewhere if you can purchase it. They have a great song for every one of the days. Just beautiful. So talking with Brother uh, Mchawi out of New York, who's been at the forefront of um, 
organizing Kwanzaa for, for, for many years since its inception, you know, and we kind of briefly touched on the, the problems that happened within Kwanzaa and why some of us have kind of shied away from it because we associate Kwanzaa with uh, Milana Karinga. And really, it's not Milana, you know, I mean, he created it out of the, uh, you know, the African harvest because Kwanzaa means first fruits, first fruits of the harvest. But it, it doesn't belong to him. It belongs to us as African people. And to me, I thank him for that. Uh, you know, I kind of hated that uh, he has done some things within Kwanzaa that kind of like, you know, changing the flag colors and some mm-hmm. other things. You remember that? Yeah. No, yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, you know, Brother Conrad Worrell, myself, and a few others, uh, uh, when we saw that, you know, or when we saw the Kwanzaa stamp, the stamp, the yep. first thing that really uh, gave us in the 90s, the, mm-hmm. the early 90s, if right. I recall correctly. You know, mm-hmm. we had some issues with the stamp or whatever. I mean, the flag, you know, the US flag, mm-hmm. which, I mean, we have to say, I mean, the US organization was a small organization. The red, black, and green flag, you know, that had been reclaimed by Marcus Garvey and the Garvey movement is our people's flag. Yes. There's no need yes. to change the color. Right. You know, that's just, I don't know what, I can't can't even say. Because yeah, it's divisive. Know, what that was about. Yeah, that's, it's divisive. And to me, anything, a lot of times you got to, sometimes if you're going to do something, especially something in that way, you got to think about the consequences. If I do this, what happens? You know, what is going to be said? What is going to be done? And then, of course, in, in the spirit of Kwanzaa, which is unity, Umoja, mm-hmm. then you say, no, you know, collective work and responsibility, Ujima, no, I can't do that yeah. because that's yeah. what yeah. I Let want. us unite. Yeah. You know, as opposed to divide, let mm-hmm. us unite. Yeah. So you it, know, and, and over the years, you know, people used to uh, go ahead and, and set up their canards in different ways. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, right. at one at one particular point early on, people used to go ahead and take their candles, and they would do red, black, green, red, black, green, red. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to three red, three green, one black. Right. Then there are people who have issues in regards to whether you light the black candle first. Mm. Is that unity or is it faith? You know. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it's quite interesting. And, uh, you know, we don't need, you know, like the Kwanzaa police, you know, coming to our house <laughs> and, and determining, you know, how we right. go ahead and celebrate, observe Kwanzaa. Right. You know, and there are people who do, you know, things for different reasons. I mean, there are people from various religious traditions who say, well, we shouldn't necessarily light black candles because that means something. Yeah. Uh, demonic. It, you know, it's. It, yeah. yeah. Some you know, it, it's something demonic. that we don't do. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, you know, you got to really look at all of these particular kinds of traditions to mm-hmm. bring people together as opposed to dividing people. Yeah. You know, that's what's critically, critically important, especially at this time. Yeah. That's because, so you know, desperately here needed. we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we're in this particular period where, uh, you know, it's like we're in our wheels. You know, we're stuck in some, some mud or whatever we're spinning. We got some energy or whatever in regards to this, but we're not moving as mm-hmm. a people right. very far. Right. And it's unfortunate, man, because these are critical times. 
Yeah, know? yeah. Well, you know, what we have to do is we have to capitalize on all of the technology. You know, we've got Zoom now, you know, due to the pandemic, you know, we're going mm-hmm. ahead and using the Internet. You know, we've got, uh, you know, uh, stations like, like yours here in terms of Internet stations. Mm-hmm. We can communicate better. Right. And we need to be even better in regards to our communicating about right. issues and things that, that happen. Mm-hmm. Yesterday on uh, my program, Education at the Crossroads, I did a segment on the Dominican Republic. Mm. And I did that because at the end of November, the U.S. Embassy in the Dominican Republic sent out an advisory and said that any, quote, dark-skinned American in the Dominican Republic should carry their passports with them. Mm, Because because they might think they might be Haitian. Yeah, and the Dominican government had actually stepped up their deportation of Haitians. And by Haitian, we have to understand that it just means dark-skinned people. Because as an example, if you came to the Dominican Republic back in, you know, your family came in the 1930s and you were born in the Dominican Republic. You're Dominican. You're not considered, no. Mm. They are saying uh, they passed a law which said if you have come since 1929 as a Haitian, whether you were born in the Dominican Republic or not, you are not a citizen of the Dominican Republic. There's some evil, I tell you, see, what we don't know is this is white supremacy. And we don't understand understand the effects of white supremacy, you know, on on our everyday lives, you know. That that, yeah. that these folks in the Dominican, will, I mean, that's why I would never go. I've been to Dominican. I will never ever go there again, especially yeah. when they try to put those restrictions on 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 the Haitian uh-huh. people. You know. Yeah. And it's important because uh, you know our people will go to the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. for uh, vacation because yeah. it's relatively inexpensive. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons it's inexpensive is because there are Haitians cooking, right? You know cleaning the room, mm-hmm. doing various kinds of things, and we don't necessarily understand that. So it's important that we understand that, and at some point, you know, we have to say that we're going to boycott, you know, the Dominican Republic, that mm-hmm. African people are not right. going to go They're to not... the Dominican Republic exactly. to, for vacation. Exactly. And in a city like New York, we have a very large Dominican population. Mm-hmm. So what we have to it, do is we're going to have to work with our Dominican sisters and brothers so that they understand what's going on mm-hmm. and oppose it as well. Right. Please. You know, because, I mean, you look at the Dominicans. Like I said, I've been there myself and and uh, uh, and how they look. They're African. Mm-hmm. They're black. Listen. But 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 because, you know, they, they mean they, they may feel good about some various features. But they're black. They may feel good mm-hmm. about that ass they got, that nice round ass they got. That's black. But yet they den- they deny being, I'm not black, I'm Dominican. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 73% of uh, the Dominican population self-described as being, quote, mixed. Yeah. So what is that mixture going to be? You're going to be mixed exactly. in indigenous, 
African, you know, uh, European, African, mm-hmm. indigenous, European, and African. But that's it. Only about 16% of the Dominican population is, quote, white European, you know. 11% is straight up black African, you know, mm-hmm. as self-described. Mm-hmm. But again, you know, this is interesting because it talks about the difference in the way race is described in other places. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like the, the thing in South Africa, you know, where you were colored. Right. You know, if you were mixed. Mm-hmm. You know, we had an, an interesting experience. I had a, a good friend, a, a brother who was in uh, exile. You know, he was mixed and he was colored. And when he came to the United States, he was, he was shocked to find out he was, that black. he was no longer colored. Right, he, he was, was black. black. He was black. <laughs> Straight up black. You <laughs> <He was> black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so I'm telling you, and, and you know, the, the the bottom line is is that we are as Africans. Uh, there, there must come a point for us to get out of this madness to say either you're going to come into the house of being African or you're going to stay out of the house being colored and any other thing else. And and, and we're going to look at you just as we, we should look at you as an enemy, mm-hmm. as a provocateur, because what we're trying to do, what no, what we're going to do is to reclaim our Africanness, claim our land, claim our resources, and begin to be players in the world instead of the pawns that we've become and and constantly begging Europeans to to be a part of their uh, uh be a part of their house to hell with them yeah. you know man I yeah. tell you it's very it, it's very frustrating and that's why I I look at Kwanzaa has that that time to instill that 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 unity force that generating mm-hmm. force in there that's why Kwanzaa to me is important because it's always been well before you know i really became conscious in the in in the 80s you know because like i said i i've celebrated quantity in, in the 70s you know mm-hmm. but i became very strong in it in 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 the 80s and definitely in the 90s when i changed my name you know changed my okay. name because of kwanzaa what is, in self-determination mm-hmm. to name ourselves to name That's ourselves right. you know kick off that european name you That's know right and name ourselves so you know kwanzaa is, is is that vehicle to make that happen. It that is. Consciousness make it that is. happen. You and, know? you know, we need to continue to embrace it, you know, whether there are community celebrations, mm-hmm. you know, we need to do it in our homes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in my family, we're now, you know, we're like four generations with Kwanzaa. Yeah. You know, yeah. the parents, the children. Yeah. The grandchildren. The grandchildren, yes. And the great-grandchildren. Yeah. You know? In fact, to me, you know, for Zawadi, gifts, you know, now, yeah, there's gifts for older people, or gifts to your to your maiden, so forth. But usually, it's gifts for 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 children. Mm. Buy him a book, get him a book yeah. about ourselves, oh, and yeah. the people. Buy books, oh, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. <sighs> you know, yeah. Uh, uh, Mama Marimba put this out. She she gave me this back in uh, 2018. You know, uh, uh, a African sovereignist interpretation of the Nguza Saga. Yeah, yeah. I, she sent it to me as well. This, I mean, I've yeah. got it somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. so you know, because I I, I believe in cultural nationalism, I believe because this program is about independence, self determination, liberation, mm-hmm. and sovereignty for African mm-hmm. people. 
you know. So, um, yeah. So I'm going to yeah. read this. But now go ahead. The issue, though, sometimes is is that we can't confuse the culture with being non-active. Okay, we have to be activists. We have to be revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. That's important, you know, as well as, of course, embracing the culture. Now, right. I'll tell you, I was in, in Brooklyn. I went to a Kwanzaa celebration, uh, you know, at, at a junior high school in Brooklyn. This was back some years ago. And there were all these folks. And, you know, I, I lived in Brooklyn at the time, you mm-hmm. know, still, you know, very active. And, and I saw all these people in African clothes. And most of these people I had never seen on the front lines of mm-hmm. any struggles that mm-hmm. we had been involved in. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, we can't just have the trappings mm-hmm. of being African. You know, we just, you know, we put on the clothes or whatever else it is. We have to be the embodiment of mm-hmm. what it means to be African. Right. And one of those things is that we have to be actively engaged in struggle. 24 7, 365, brothers and sisters. It's not just from, yeah. you know, December 26th to January 1st. And you, you know, uh, I was given a name, Oshiemi Adelabu, at a naming ceremony at the African World Festival we had in Milwaukee. We have in Milwaukee mm-hmm. and back in the 80s. And I would use it at Kwanzaa and various other. But because I'm so serious about self-determination, I'm so serious about African sovereignty, I, had, I changed it. And I changed it legally. That's right. You know? I went through that whole process because I had a friend who was a paralegal. And so that assisted uh-huh. me in that process, you know, because I believe yeah. in that. So so to me, just as you just stated, this is just something that we should do and feel it and be about it on a constant yeah. basis. On a constant no basis. Yeah. So let me, let me no go question. through these. these, these uh, and I'm going to do this throughout the Kwanzaa so me, we can understand how important it is. Umoja, unity. And this is the Pan-Africanist, uh, the sovereignist version, interpretation mm-hmm. of Kwanzaa. He said, the Pan-Africanist vision of African people throughout the world joining forces to fight for African sovereignty and constructing a African world order. Kujichagalia, self-determination. African people defining ourselves and determining our own destiny as a sovereign people. Ujima, collective work and responsibility. African people working together, being responsible to and for each other and accepting a common system and accepting a common system of accountability. Ujamaa, creating economic cooperatives based on the concept of African familyhood, interdependence, interrelationships, and community, a national and global African unity. Nia, purpose, African people sharing common goals that determine our commitments and our guide for our choices and decisions. This gives sacred uh, purpose to our lives and to our work and tells us why we have chosen to be born African. Kumba, creativity, to think with African minds and to create from our African center. When we practice this principle, we no longer imitate non-Africans. We find and return to our way, our own way, our source, and the way of our ancestors. Imani, faith, to believe in the vision of African sovereignty and to have the passion and the will and the heart to bring it into existence, into being. That's Mama Marimba. Yeah. And that's, to me, that's more important. I mean, I see the other uh, definitions and other examples, but for, but for me, 
I want that hard definition because that's what mm-hmm. we're about. You know, we got some people who, who joined us. A uh, few are one, two. I got brother that's here, Mchawi on from uh, from New York, who has been in the forefront of Kwanzaa. I got some people here. Uh, Sister Habia. Yes. Oh, she hung up. Mama Nabantu. Mama Nabantu. Hey. Good afternoon. Yeah, good, a- good afternoon. How you doing? I'm listening. You just listening? Okay. If you got any questions, comments, please let us know. Hit star twice, okay? Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, she, she knew. She also knew Mama McKenna, and, and she's mm-hmm. the from the uh, West Coast area, you know. So if you want to join this conversation, got a number of people. Everybody just wants to listen. You know, number number of people in the queue. So it's hit star twice or dial 215-490-9832. 215-490-9832. You know. Uh, <clears throat> in fact, some brother said they had a Kwanzaa celebration. Can't remember where he's from, but it, it really, what he told me just threw me off so bad because he said this Kwanzaa celebration was in conjunction with some other Caucasian stuff, some other European stuff. And I'm saying, mm. you know, <laughs> no, it just repulsed me, man. I mean, when we have a public Kwanzaa, you know, everybody's welcome. So Caucasians could come, but you don't determine nothing. You don't say nothing. You know, this is ours. This is for us. Yeah. If you want to yeah. sit there and observe and you cool with it, then fine. I ain't got no problem with that. But you ain't running shit here. You know, this is for mm-hmm. us. You know, this ain't this ain't this ain't like slave days when you could you had white man there and he was judging what the what you saying and what you doing, you know, and trying to correct you. No, what we say and what we do. See, and 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 uh, and without fear, without contradiction, with courage, yeah. that's what needs to happen. That's because that's what Kwanzaa should give you. You know, by celebrating those birthdays, that's what it should give you. The courage to be who you are, the courage to, to re-Africanize yourself, the courage to speak for ourselves. You know, that's why I'm 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 four uh four square for Kwanzaa as a celebration. And I know uh because of what happened with Milana Karinga, there's some other of us, and, and some I think are good meaning, but some are just Negroes. They looking for a damn excuse to, to go yeah. against Kwanzaa, you know. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we we know that you know there are folks who who are you know want to renounce their Africanness. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, it's like the uh, the Adas people, the yeah. American descendants of slaves. Yeah, yeah. man, don't you hate that? Don't you hate that damn title of the Adas people? I'm like, damn. And then you come with that divisiveness, and you saying that if I'm a Caribbean African. You know, no, you can't mm-hmm. get on the on the, on the reparations tip. If I'm an Africa, if I'm an African from Africa, no, you can't get. No, only these yeah. descendants. You know, so no. you know, and and it, and it's so simple because you know I, I raised uh, you know, and I've had some conversations with somebody. So as a matter of fact, I had a brother who was the uh, I think he was the ADOS representative from Brooklyn or whatever. Okay, right? and I had him on, and I said, well, okay. Let me look at two examples in regards to the question of reparations. Marcus Garvey, who went ahead and struggled and organized here. Then I used Ilambe, Ilambe Brass, you know, who organized and struggled here. Should they be eligible for reparations? And the answer from the ADOS people is no. Right. 
And, so and, even if you've made more contributions to the struggle of African people here mm-hmm. in North America, mm-hmm. you're not eligible, right? In regards to their particular right idea of reparation, and, and and of course their idea of reparation is monetary giving. You know, their idea mm-hmm. of reparations is not uh, what the word means is to repair. You know. They, they are mm-hmm. no, their whole thing is get some money. Yeah. See, and 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 that's why I've I, I've not, I haven't been in favor too much of the idea of reparations, uh, because it's not about money. It's about the repair. Mm-hmm. If we get money, we need to pull that money, pull that money, to build institutions to help can further our repair. Not that we get yeah. a check. And we go buy Cadillac mm. cars, diamond rings, and yeah. clothes. Mm-hmm. You know, stimulate the damn economy. Be like, you know, a stimulus package. You know, mm-hmm. because I, I, I make this uh, point about this Caucasian. You may remember Charles Cutheimer, who was a columnist. I believe he was in New York. Very racist bastard. And he said, "Well, go ahead and give them reparations." You know, we gave them affirmative action. We gave them other set asides and so forth. You know, we give them welfare, give them reparations, you know, because we'll mm-hmm. get it back within months in, or, or less than a year. We'll get all that. And in fact, that money would be like a stimulus package to stimulate our economy. You know, they'll be buying because they're not going to do they're not going to use it constructively. They're not going to use it to to help their people. They're not going to buy a, a store, you know, where our people could come to. I mean, here, like here in Atlanta. We don't have a supermarket in this damn city that we own. Mm. Now, one supermarket do we have in this city? Six million people in the metropolitan area and not one supermarket. We only have one a service station with a convenience store. And that's I can't remember. I think it's in DeKalb County, one of the counties, not even in the city of Atlanta. You know, so to me, this ain't no damn Wakanda. People talking about Atlanta's Wakanda. Atlanta ain't no damn Wakanda. <laughs> Shit. Shit, please. So anyway, yeah. well, yeah, brother, we got to You know, we have to really do the work, and and you know, sometimes you know it, it becomes uh, difficult in regards to our our concept and conception of the kind of work we have to do. But you know, in a city like Atlanta, which is then in you know racist backwards Georgia. You know, the idea that as much has been accomplished as has been accomplished is, is positive. Right. I but agree. But, of course, is that much more that to has to happen. Yeah. There's so much because, more to you know, do. I mean, look, you know, Atlanta's in the middle of, of, of clan, clan country. Yeah. Man, you know, for oh, yeah. real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I mean, even, of, like, like, even though we're all over the state of Georgia, you know, mm-hmm. but there are areas that we ain't and better not be there, you know. Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. a, it's almost like a sundown area, you know. We better not get your ass there sundown, you know. So that's yep. the reality, and 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 that's and, yeah. and for me as a, as a Pan Africanist, you know, and and like I said, I, I talk about independence, self determination, liberation, and sovereignty for African people. The model is Pan Africanism or perish, unify or die. That's what we deal with. You know, because that is the ultimate. I mean, what is our end game as African people? What is our end game? You know, that's why that's why to me, our ancestors and, and, and many of us talk about that, talking about voting. Hell with voting. Our ancestors didn't care about no damn voting. Mm-hmm. 
you know, our ancestors wanted us to be who we were as a people, wanted us to go back to who we were, Africans, and to love being yeah. who we are, to being stripped of who we are, to be made to feel inferior, to be dogged out and hate our hair and our nose and our lips and our skin, to hate being who we are. No, our ancestors wanted us to go back to who we are, and that's African. You know, and so, and, 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 and of course, if we do that and we get the Africans on the continent to understand that, the Africans in the diaspora and the Africans on the continent coming together, the minds that we have as a people, we could solve our own problems. Africa has more land that we could feed the world, not just Africans, we could feed the world. Africans coming together to do the work of planning, of infrastructure, of building schools, you know, hospitals, building uh, living areas, all those things are possible if we come into our right minds. And one yeah. thing that I think can help us get into our right minds on a constant basis, or if, if it is instilled in us, is Kwanzaa. Because <laughs> the underlining theme of Kwanzaa is unity. That's the constant theme of Kwanzaa is unity. When you talk about working together, that's in, in, in Ujima, that's unity. When you talk about spending money with each other and trusting one another and believing in one another, that's unity. You know? So, it, 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 you know, it will happen. I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by that. I don't see it happening right now, of course, but I have faith. I have Imani. Yeah. I have yeah. Imani that it will happen. Well, whether we just have to do the work. Yeah. You know, that's it, you know, and, uh, you know, of course, sometimes, you know, people get uh, tired or whatever. I mean, Kwanzaa gives us a time to essentially reflect and recharge, mm -hmm. you know, recharge our batteries so right. we can be ready for the struggle that's going to take place in 2023. That's right. Because, of course, the struggle is not over. No, it's, it's constant. It's a, this is not a sprint, family. This is a marathon, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and. Kwanzaa recharges our battery at the end of the year for us to go through the year and then recharge it again in the, in the December of 2023. But, it, but, but more importantly, Kwanzaa, the spirit of it, the principles of it should be in our everyday lives, you know, yeah. that we practice those things consistently, you know. And, and we, can add to the, we can add to that, of course, uh, uh, ma'at of truth, justice, righteous, harmony, order, balance, reciprocity, ma'at. You know, we have what we need. Sister Habia, is that you? Well, happy pre-Kwanzaa. <laughs> All right. Kwanzaa. Uh, yes, and um, okay. I'm enjoying the program and your guests very much. Yeah, they got Brother uh, Basir M. Chawi out of New York. He's one of the early organizers of the Kwanzaa, and I know uh, that you uh, know, like Mama Nabantu and, uh, and Sister Akina knows uh, uh, Mama uh, from out of, out of Oakland, you know, Sister who is yeah. Mother Kwanzaa, and she helped spread Kwanzaa. In fact, when when uh, uh, Malana Kringle was in prison, <laughs> she was the one that was really pushing, promoting Kwanzaa here and abroad. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, I'm from the yeah. Bay Area. Right. I and know. went to Los Angeles. Uh, often, uh, and so you know, I'm just feeling unity, and I think that that's uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling unity for our people in Kwanzaa, embracing that. And yeah. I have unity. I, I have unity with uh, Myalana Karinga also. Right on. I was 
I was very young. I was like in high school. Just mm-hmm. getting out of high school, just starting to go to college. And my mm-hmm. husband and I went to our first um, Kwanzaa, and he named us. And he's named uh, a, a lot of Africans here that are mm-hmm. now here in Atlanta, like Sister Hadi, who's with Malcolm X Grassroots Movement okay. and Pat African People's Organization. And and so there there are many of us that that have African names. I know there was some discussion about that, but mm-hmm. uh, you know we have Oprah Tshaka. He was on the the West Coast, like we were in the Bay Area mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. And so and uh, when we we were in the Bay Area, when we moved to Los Angeles. Uh, we did go to the Kwanzas that that uh, Maalana would have, and they were beautiful and they were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, he would have these soul sessions on, I think it was on Sundays, Sundays. and we would go. And he had great speakers there. I mean, like, he had Vance Sotomayor there, and mm. Haki Muhubashi, and mm-hmm. uh, I believe Leonard Jeffries came. And, you know, just a Were those held in the community, or were those held at the US organization? Was, they, was at, they were held in the community, which was in the, at the US organization. Okay. Okay. You know, he had he had a center. He mm. had a center there. Mm. Oh, I see. And you know, they would be packed, and it was powerful. It was mm. loving. It was a lot of unity yeah. and a lot of knowledge. And so, um, I thought that was, uh, you know, I I I I I, I love that. I, thought, I have a lot of love and respect sure. for Kwanzaa and for that. That was my experience with right. brother. Right. Well, you know, you know, I I have a lot of love too for for all those brothers and sisters, but I also recognize some things that have happened. That if you say that's who you are, but you do something that is contradictory, then I have issue with that. You know, and maybe some say, well, maybe you shouldn't. You should keep it to yourself. No, I expose wrong. I'm not going to expose if you just like uh, 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 Malefi Asante. If I know that Malefi Asante would be in the vicinity, I go bust his ass out for doing what he did in in, in, in Kansas City, because it was wrong. Because the brothers and sisters in Kansas City, who I know there, are some good brothers and sisters. I mean, their 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 integrity is beyond reproach. There's some good brothers and sisters who did good work, and Malefi mm-hmm. helped sabotage it. So to me, no, uh, it now. If you deserve praise, I'll give you praise. But if you've done wrong, I'm sorry, you know. And and but I but I appreciate Maglana, Karinga, Doctor Karinga, uh, and I've seen him many times, you know, over uh, other organizations I've been involved with, with. You know, seen him in Milwaukee a few times. But to me, you know, if you are doing something, and, and, and it's and it's against the people even though what you've done is for the people, then there's a contradiction there, and that needs to be dealt with. So, but I hear mm-hmm. my sister. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he has his version of what happens, too. He, sure. You know, he's been sabotaged or mm-hmm. whatever. So I, I, I don't know. But, you know, one thing that was interesting also, um, the brothers that were speaking today talked about the colors. I wasn't aware of that change so far with the colors. And, you know, I, I have his book, Kwanzaa origin concept and practice, mm-hmm. and I was just looking up at the Bandera, and so I'm agreement with the brother. That I, I like the way, you, you know, I, I support respect uh, Barker's Masai Garvey with the red, black, and green. Yes, mm-hmm. and then I was reading what some of the the, the uh, rationale that Malana had. Uh, so 
so I don't think it was for disunity per se, but I think that I, I I'm uh it, you know, he wanted to put black first and he had his reasons in red and green. So I, I see I don't know that I felt like that was a just well, um, uh, like to be disrespectful. Well, 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 to part, me. But I, 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 I'm in agreement. I like you know just keeping it with Mark Mark five what, what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying you're you're right, and I agree with you because it if I know that we recognize that has uh, uh, the colors, the red, the black, and the green, and we know that we've been seeing that, and then here comes something else. I, I, I believe he should have kept the red, black, and green on the stamp. If that is. The US organizations uh, formation of colors, then you just keep that at the US organization. You don't put it out there in the community. Oh, but we got a lot of folks up on the on the thing now. So let me let me grab grab. Some okay. Yeah, okay. black was for the people. It, I, okay. All right, sister. Uh, uh, Brother Ted. Brother Ted Lusk. Good afternoon. Uh, here is that Kwanzaa. Um, the question I have for Brother Nchawi in New York is, what were some of his experiences with um, uh, Kwanzaa and or Pan-Africanism in the deep, deep South? You know, sometimes we just stop at Atlanta. And I'm curious to know um, some of your experiences that you may have had in, say, Mississippi or Louisiana or here in Alabama for that matter. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the only thing I can say in terms of the South, and, you know, personally, I have not spent a lot of time in the South. I have a family who lives in the Atlanta area currently. I have family who lives in Florida. Uh, back some time ago, though, uh, we can talk about Louisiana because uh, Brother Kalamu Yasalam, uh-huh. his wife and his brother, had an organization in Louisiana, around the New Orleans area, called Ahidiana. And at Ahidiana, they would go ahead and do Kwanzaa celebrations every year. Okay? Uh, I haven't been in touch with uh, Brother Kalamu for a while. There was a, a serious disruption, of course, uh, back during the Katrina days. And, and Brother uh, Kalamu himself had, was, was literally bus to Houston, Texas, mm-hmm. you know, uh-huh. during that particular period when when uh, people were being taken essentially out of New Orleans in the New Orleans area and put in places essentially against their will. That's you know, right. It's almost like That's right. you know, what's happening with, with mm-hmm. the immigration situation now mm-hmm. where uh, folks are being taken from the borders and brought in buses to New York and Philadelphia and Boston. You know, it, it's a similar kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really been in touch with Brother Colombo, but I, I need to really touch base with him. Uh, Ahidiana is an example of one of the organizations that uh, kept the African tradition and uh, kept celebrating Kwanzaa. So I can speak to that, uh, okay. you know, with some personal experience. Asante Sane, it's a pleasure meeting you, uh, brother. Have a good day. Well, thank you, Brother Lust. Appreciate you, brother. Have a good weekend. Holiday weekend, my right. brother. Talk with you, you soon. Well, All right. See you on Monday. Sister Mama Nabantu, good afternoon. Yes, I just wanted to uh, comment on the importance of the message, the message and not the messenger, mm-hmm. because uh, Dr. Marlene Karenga um, did a great job bringing Kwanzaa to our community yes, and our world. But I do know some of the things that 
uh, a lot of people would refuse to celebrate Kwanzaa because of the things that he was um, allegedly accused of, um, you know, in terms of torturing women. And I mm-hmm. knew one of the women that was tortured, so it wasn't really alleged. And right. also yeah. uh, that his son, um, and it's interesting, he and his son didn't have the greatest re- uh, relationship, but his son put a Kwanzaa um, DCR out. And I thought that, w- that was interesting. The other thing that... Um, that bothered me was that when he came to Atlanta, maybe about maybe about eight years ago, and I was there, and after the uh, presentation he did, I went up to him and asked him about Sister, um, <clears throat> her name, uh, McKenna, Miss Sister McKenna, right, McKinney, right, in Oakland, Mama Kenya. Mm-hmm. yeah, McKenna, and he said he didn't know who she was, and I was mm-hmm. so upset that he wow. said that, wow, because um, um, I have interviewed Sister McKinney um, before her transition, and she told me the whole story, and she was president of uh, one of the community colleges in Oakland, and he uh, she, she uh, he asked her to come down to L.A., and he gave her this one sheet of paper with all the principles on it and the names and the meanings of the principles, and he also gave her some fabric um, to have people make dashikis and dresses out of. And, uh, and for him to say he didn't know who she was, just um, mm. I was in awe. I couldn't believe that he could even say he didn't know who Sister McKinney was That's when she was the one that spread it across the United States. Yeah. And she went to Africa right. and added some some things like um, before we uh, have Karimu, she would put a plate out for the ancestors that she learned mm-hmm. from the country. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's the message, not the messenger. Right on. Thank you, Mama Bonte. Yeah, right. Yeah, and 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 one of the reasons why I I attempt to try to raise the names of some of the Kwanzaa pioneers is specifically for that reason, and that is that I don't believe that uh, Maulana Karenga gives proper credit to people who popularized Kwanzaa, who made Kwanzaa a national and international holiday while he was incarcerated. Right. You know, and that's the reality. He was incarcerated from uh, 1971 to 1975. And mm-hmm. it is during that particular period mm-hmm. that Kwanzaa Took had off. this exponential growth. Yes. So it wasn't him. Because I remember you know, in 77 and so point. forth, you know, and then we started having big Kwanzas. I mean, community mm-hmm. Kwanzas. We've, at, at this one we had, we felt out of school gymna- uh, uh, auditorium. We had mm-hmm. great entertainment. Great program, great dancing and drum yeah. presentations and so forth, you know? So, yeah. 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 And, you know, during those particular years, uh, I mean, we've got numbers of people. There was one brother, uh, Yusef Walayaya. When it got close to Kwanzaa, he would always say, it's that time again. He's yep. an ancestor. He was one of the traveling Kwanzaa people. Right on. Uh, he worked with uh, Brother John Watusi Branch, the founder of the African Poetry Theater in Queens. Mm-hmm who's now also an ancestor. These are Kwanzaa pioneers. Yeah. Uh, but the, uh, John Watusi Branch wrote one of the first Kwanzaa books. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. you, you see some of these things. When we started celebrating Kwanzaa, we had Kwanzaa with one A. Right. Not with two A's. Right, they, because they wanted to and, do the seven. Know, I, mm-hmm. Right. And I show people this, you know, on occasion, uh, I was the editor of Black News at, uh, at the East Organization, our, you know, news magazine. And, and you know, on the cover oh, for several me. years, we had K-W-A-N-Z-A with one A. Mm-hmm. 
he the... changed it later when, uh, you know, Dr. Karenga came out and said, well, we had seven letters, and he articulated why there were seven letters. And we said, okay, that's cool, mm-hmm. because it's, to us it's the same thing. But, you know, no one can say we were incorrect that's when right. we went ahead and started Kwanzaa with one A, with six letters instead of seven. Mama Nubanta, you wanted to say something? Um, I just wanted to, uh, um, I didn't get the name of the brother that's there. Um, um, I'm trying to put together a national directory of Kwanzaa celebrations. Mm. And uh, he has a flyer about anything happening in New York. Could he send it to you and you can forward it to me yeah. and we'll put it on our uh, regional uh, website. Right, you, uh, on the on the uh, KwanzaaAssociation.org? KwanzaaAssociation.org, yeah. Yeah, as I was just saying that, so I want to work with you, Mama Nabantu, uh, of, of trying to use that vehicle of putting Kwanzaa celebrations from around the country you know, contacting individuals in various cities to make that happen. So in New York, if if someone goes to, to visit New York around that time, you know there's a Kwanzaa in Brooklyn at this place, and here's a little bit of the uh, what is going to be happening, something to that effect, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I'm, I want to work with you on that. You know? Okay, I appreciate it. Bet. Need help. Always. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, listen, family. It's that time. I want to thank my my brother once again, who is who has uh, always responded, you know, with the call to talk to us about Kwanzaa, the, how important Kwanzaa is, and and all the things that are happening with it. And um, you know, let me finish with this, uh, brother and child. I'm gonna finish with this, and I'm gonna let you say some words, okay? I'm here. All right, my brother. You know, um, the number thirteen. The number 13 in the society is a bad number. No 13th floor on some hotels and so forth. No 13 rows on the airlines, you know, Friday the 13th, you know, because they wanted to make you believe that the number 13 was a bad number, an evil number, Friday the 13th and all that kind of stuff. But the number 13 is a number of transformation. 12 completes the cycle 13 begins anew. 12 completes the cycle. 13 begins anew. If you look at ancient Kemetic, you know, glyphs and so forth, you see that they understood that they they recognized the importance of the number 13. And so my thing is, how can we put this number 13 in our daily lives so it can help transform us as a people? First, there's the Nguza Saba, Umoja, unity, Kujichagalia, self-determination, Ujima, collective work responsibility, Ujama, cooperative economics, Nia, purpose, Kumba, creativity, and Imani, faith. Hold the seven. Add to the seven the five C's. The five C's. The first C, is consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. The first C is consciousness. Next C is courage. Courage. Once you have 
Oh, excuse me. I'm, I apologize. The first thing is confidence. Confidence. There. I haven't done this in a while. She wrote it down. First thing is confidence. The next thing is courage. Because you have confidence, you have courage. The next C is conscience, knowing what is morally right and wrong and doing what's right. The, the fourth C is conscience. Conscience. And the fifth C is conviction. Conviction. So now you have seven principles in the five C's. Seven plus five is what? Twelve. Plus you, thirteen. So instilling those things into your everyday life, into your being as a, as a brother or a sister, and you acting upon them on a daily basis gives you the level of commitment and consciousness for us as a people to transform ourselves from being the Negroes that they want us to be to being the Africans that we are. Brother and child, you got some closing remarks? Well, brother, I think that we have to hold the banner high. You know, yes. We have to continue to struggle we have to continue to develop. You know, even, you know, as we become elders, we have to continue to learn. I think it's critically important that we not become separated generationally. This is a major issue in our community right now. And it has to do with the failure of the educational system. The educational system is supposed to socialize our children. It's supposed to make them part of a community. And what the education system, the European education system does, is it does the opposite. Mm -hmm. It socializes them to become cogs in the mechanism of white supremacy. Mm -hmm. So we have to continue to struggle. We have to work in many levels. Uh, We have to begin to communicate and organize the tools we have. We have the tools at this particular point to go ahead and become more unified, more Mm self-determining. We have to go ahead and embrace the values of Kwanzaa and in doing so. And if we do this on a daily basis, I mean, some of the negative behaviors that we see will be eliminated from our process in regards to going ahead and doing what we do on a day-to-day basis. Uh, We've come up far we've come a, a, a long long distance but we still have a long distance to go yes we do uh, thank you my brother Satisana. we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko the most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed this program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind but not just the M-I-N-D but the M-I-N-E because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do it out, and sure in hell don't want to pay for it. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful weekend. I know it's the holiday weekend. You be safe out there. I know it's cold out there, so you stay warm. Brothers and sisters, Shimhotep means go in peace. A Sante Sana means thank you. Bibi Fahodier. A Bibi Fahodier means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. You have a blessed and wonderful weekend. Peace, family. All right.